BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Busy, busy show lined up over the next three hours this morning. Randy Cross, former 49ers offensive lineman. Former 49ers, great on the show in an hour. Get his thoughts on the Niners and the Eagles. Adam Chernoff, longtime friend of this show. Very good on the NFL. Betting it, handicapping the sport in 90 minutes. Why the move on the Chiefs? Why did they get down on the Chiefs plus two and a half? I think we kind of know that answer now, but he'll explain that whole process coming up. Thomas Gable, uh, Borgata Racing Sportsbook Director back in Atlantic City in two hours. And we'll get into uh, KC Bengals with Seren Petro, Sports Talk Radio host in KC later on in the show, and we have plenty of time, and we've done this all week anyway, discussing these two games. We'll get into them for sure. But, Paulie, we did have some news on the coaching front yesterday. I I would call this a a mild upset at least, where Frank Reich was named the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. I thought the signs were pointing in the direction of Steve Wilkes. He doesn't get the gig. They're going to go with Frank Reich, who, how much blame do you pin on him for what happened in Indianapolis? I'm not so sure he had that, you know, when Ballard came out this year and he said, look, I made a mistake by trying to bring in all these recycled quarterbacks. I don't think you can really blame Reich for that idea. And you knew that he was going to get another gig at some point, and he did. Well, uh, I thought I would have gone with Wilkes, and you're right, the signs pointed to Wilkes, and it's just more fuel for his lawsuit and uh, and the Flores lawsuit as well. So a uh, bit of a surprise. I know there was uh, internet conjecture that his daughter was hired 
I think January 9th, mm-hmm. which it's like, how early did they know? Did they really go through these interviews uh, thinking, oh, it's a tough call. I don't know. But a uh, bit, bit of a surprise, but certainly I was shocked and pleasantly surprised by the jobs Wilkes did after trading McCaffrey and making all those trades and no quarterback and to go six and six and almost come back and win the division. Yeah. I th- and the players made it a point to say that uh, I think they kind of wanted him to get the job. Yeah. Right? And if the, if this team lands a quarterback, uh, a decent quarterback in the offseason, uh, they could do it via the draft, obviously. But if they get a decent quarterback in as a vet, the Panthers should probably should be favored to win that division next year. I mean, if they didn't screw it up early on mm-hmm. this season and uh, give away some of those games, they would have won it this year. Yeah. Buccaneers would have missed out on the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a pretty decent roster, and we realize that even after they traded Christian McCaffrey. So a, I would call that a mild upset. And then you had the news with the Jets where they decided to go with Nathaniel Hackett as their OC. Connect the dots all you want. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense when you try to do so, and then you tie that into Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, saying we're going to get a proven quarterback in the offseason. Well, okay then. Well, the only reason to do this is if you get Rodgers. This doesn't make any sense. Because the guy's not a good coordinator to begin with. And and like Sala said, well, you know, whatever. You don't want to judge a guy by his uh, every stop and his entire body of work. You know, whatever that was in Denver, he said. It was an unmitigated disaster. I actually think that's, it was. The, that's the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, whatever right. that was in Denver. That's the quote he said yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I just, what, because you know Rodgers? Because you know me? I, I cannot believe they did this. I'm also surprised he took the job. Because why would you take the job unless you know who your quarterback's going to be? Because this is, I mean, if this fails in New York, mm. is he going to get another job? And what's what's that going to look like for the rest of his career That's, coming off back-to-back dumpster fires? I mean, there is a lot of stank, right, emanating wow. from Nathaniel Hackett, and he needs to get that smell off of him. And if they don't get a proven quarterback this this season, how it's not going to go well for them. Salah, is, right. he's, his, his nose is just stuffed into the defensive playbook. That's all he is, through and through. And you have to have an offensive coordinator and a good quarterback to actually win on that side of the ball. Salah has no idea what he's doing offensively. He no. leaves it up to everybody else. Well, you're not taking the job for Zach Wilson. So no. what veteran, no. what did they promise you about who they're looking at and who they think they could get? Yeah, you and think... Is it Denver part two? Well, here, we'll hire this guy and maybe we can get Rodgers. Yeah, do you think Nathaniel Hackett and Robert Salah are going to develop Zach Wilson? There is like, I'll call it a non-zero chance of happening, but it's close to 0% that's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, so, and this tweet sums it up. I mean, this is all you need to know, right? Hackett was so good in Green Bay. Okay, really? Uh, His yards per play and offensive touchdowns per game as an NFL offensive coordinator. What a tweet here from at late round quarterback. In 2013, 29th and 25th. Pretty much the same in 2014. In 2016, 26th and 23rd. That improved to 11th and 9th overall in 2017, and it dropped in 2018 to 30th and 32nd. Bottom barrel of the league. Oh, he gets Aaron Rodgers. All of a sudden, 17th in yards per play, 11th in touchdowns, 2nd and 1st in the pandemic year, 8th and 7th, the two years that uh, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. Oh, my God. So if he doesn't have a good quarterback, or if the quarterback's not Aaron Rodgers, you're going to go out there and get 4.3 yards per play, 5.6 5.6 yards per attempt passing, and Wilson's going to be a dumpster fire. So there's got to be, they, they have to know something, right? Well, this good old boy network, too. You know, Wright gets another shot. The enemy can't get one. Uh, you, you have this guy getting another job. He was just uh, one of the worst jobs you're ever going to see, what he did in Denver. 
And so he gets another OC job because he knows Rodgers, because he knows people around the league. All this is is, hey, let's hire my buddy now. I mean, if they don't get Rodgers, and I, who knows the chances what that is, but if they don't get Rodgers, like, why did we hire this guy? I can tell you what this is going to look like in September. Yeah, right. If they don't, or, or Lamar Jackson. Yeah, okay. I'm looking at the odds right now at DraftKings. Lamar Jackson uh, to go the Jets' next quarterback. Jackson's a shorter shot in the board right now, plus 250. This this team is a quarterback away from really doing damage yeah, next but, year. Yeah, but just the retreads, though. And you just put the same guys in and say, oh, you, you were the OC no, here. You fail as a head coach. Back to an OC. Yep. Look at that. that. He would look pretty good in a Jets uniform. Yeah. But do you trust Hackett getting the best out of him, too? That's a good I question. I guess maybe Lamar will run his own show, but that's... It's no creativity with Hackett. They, they, the, the crowd's chanting the play clock in Denver. He oh. was so out of it and over his head. Right? Whatever that was in Denver. In time. Yeah, that's what he said. I know. Oh. He's right. I mean, you couldn't even get the play in in time, how bad that was. And he was out to lunch from the get-go on the Monday night game, what he was doing. Oh. Try the field goal, go for it, whatever. I mean, it was... Oh. Simple X's and O's and simple decisions he couldn't he couldn't manage. It's amazing. Uh, we could tell, I mean, everybody could, right? You could tell right away by week two, week three, uh-oh, uh, this guy's in way over his head. That's right. Okay, here's Robert Salah talking about Hackett's hiring. But Nathaniel, he's, um, you know, one of the great strengths is that he is a West Coast uh, offense, uh, West Coast uh, uh, guy with regards to scheme. So there's going to be some continuity there. Uh, he's got a proven history of being able to develop a heck of a run game uh, in every stop that he's ever been in. Um, he's got he's got a proven track record of tremendous relationships with all the quarterbacks that he's ever worked with. And he's gotten great, great head to head success with all the quarterbacks that he's worked with. Uh, so there's a lot of strengths uh, with him. Uh, his commitment to complimentary football, um, the, the experience, the, um, the innovate, he's in, an innovative teacher. He's got, um, he's got a laundry list of stuff that uh, we're all really, really excited about. So he's just going to make stuff up right in front of the New York media. Oh, keep shoveling. He's 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 got a great track record with whatever quarterback he's worked with. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, we yeah. just ran down everything, and he doesn't. It was Aaron Rodgers who made Nathaniel Hackett look like a good offensive coordinator. You already have a running game. Work on the passing game. Yeah, yes. You have a running game. <laughs> You're getting a haul back. That wasn't the problem. Oh boy. You know, you could be another dumpster fire. Could be in Indianapolis too. Ursay's number one choice for head coach remains Saturday. Others in the Colts front office preferred prefer different candidates. Saturday presented his staff choices during his second interview. Ursay has not sat in on most interviews. Jim's daughter, Carly, has been sitting in on in a head coach candidate meetings as well. Ballard has been leading the search and will be present and will present his input of each candidate to Ursay before Ursay makes the final call. So it's well, you know, this could be much ado about nothing. Yeah, no, They're going to interview all these guys, and Ursa's like, no, nah, I'm sticking with Saturday. No, and people are now removing their names from the yeah. list. They're like, no, I don't He's want the job. He's not even showing up to these two. Yeah, they, they realize that going to work for that owner is probably not a good idea for their career. Oh, my. And so that, that's why we said a couple of weeks ago, it might be worth your time to take at least a pizza money bet on Saturday when he was 15-1 to 1 to remain the head coach of the Colts. Why not? Because you don't know how Ursa's going to operate. He could be wild enough to just say, yeah, I'm good with my guy. I like Jeff Saturday. It's a billion-dollar operation. I, yep. You can't sit in on a couple interviews? Wild to me, man. And, and you, could just, yep. you could just overrule the GM, which he does most of the time anyways? Mm -hmm. Now nah, let's do this. That's, but they were all over the place with the quarterback decisions, too. Sure. Ryan's sure. in, Ryan's out. Ellinger's in, now it's going to be this guy. Say, Ryan's out, now it's back to him. Now it's... Yeah. And I'm looking, by the way, at the updated odds board for a couple of different uh, job openings. Uh, 
again, DraftKings here. Arizona, next head coach. Brian Flores, minus 125, defensive coach. Yeah. Sean Payton's plus 150, offensive. He's not taking the Arizona job. Then it goes Vance Joseph, D'Amico Ryans, Shane Bowen, defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator. You're Arizona. I know, I just, I know you had Cliff Kingsbury, but you're going to completely flip it now and go hardcore defense. And look at the, look at the teams, by the way. This is, a, this is a growing trend in the NFL. Teams with offensive-minded coaches. Uh, in the quarterfinals, seven of the eight teams had an offensive-minded coach. The one team who did not, Sean McDermott, the Bills, ugly performance. Now, was that all him? I look at the Texans' odds. Gannon, Ryans, Steichen's an OC, mm-hmm. Kafka OC, Peyton. Then it goes Brian Callahan, Aaron Glenn's on the list. Again, at the very top, though, if you're Houston, you want... Like, Lovey Smith is defensive. You want to go... Bring a young in a, quarterback. You, you have to get a quarterback in Houston and have yeah. an offensive guy to work with that person. So, all right, football fans, conference championship games are set for this weekend. And it is time to check out Bet Rivers. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing their exclusive Bet Rivers squares this weekend. Place a $10 or more bet in qualifying bets and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you then win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. Paulie will run down all the betting action from last night and win some, lose some coming up next. Oh my, the upsets that were popping across the board, specifically in hockey. Some big ones came in. Details coming up next. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games. Blackjack, roulette, slots, live dealer, table games. Huge win as always this week. A player bet $3 and won $142,000 on Mercy of the Gods. Another player bet $20 and won $108,000 on Divine Fortune. Download the app. You get your choice of a deposit bonus up to $2,000 or $50 in free credits. Download the DraftKings Casino app and use the code VEASAN, VEASAN to claim the offer, casino.draftkings.com for full details. Get up there. Can't wait for Sunday. Kickoff in the NFC title game is going to be a lot of fun. Could be a bloodbath between the Eagles and the 49ers up front, both sides of the ball, and former 49ers great uh, on the offensive line, three-time Super Bowl champion Randy Cross, kind enough to join us here early on a Friday morning. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm like you. I, I can't wait for these games. These last two weekends are my favorites with all the all the action on the weekends and then finishing off here with these two championships. Yeah, I almost like Championship Sunday more than the Super Bowl because it's you know the journey mm-hmm. more so than the destination and you have the two best teams in each conference still oh, yeah. alive. Uh, we, we, we talked a lot about this in the previous hour, Randy. The battle up front here... Uh, it's going to be one in the trenches, one would think. And last week, the Cowboys got 20 pressures on Brock Purdy. Micah Parsons had eight. I know that he's uh, he's unbelievable on that side of the ball, but the Eagles' defensive front is better. So as a former 49ers great again on the O-line, who do you think wins that battle on Sunday? Well, it's uh, you're breaking it down the right way, at least. That's sort of front-to-back approach on both sides. Um, and that's where they're as strong as they are anywhere. Uh, if, if, if the Niners were what their fans kind of thought, if you tracked social media at all during that last game, ineffective on offense, mm-hmm. uh, it was because Dallas's front, you know, and they have the same characteristics that, that Philadelphia has, besides the fact that Philadelphia has a lot more sacks with 70 on the season. Um, they're, they're tough, they're physical, they've got speed. Um, and what they did, Dallas did is they didn't leave any obvious escape lanes in the middle of their defensive line. Purdy was able to exploit people or has been able to exploit people when he can escape up and away and run to pass. Uh, they basically told him, Micah Parson, let's say he's coming off the right side. He was collapsing it from this side. They were collapsing it in the middle. 
And the only way he could go was to escape left. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not rocket science to figure out. A guy that throws with his right hand doesn't necessarily scramble his best and throw his best run to his left. Uh, and that's the option they gave him. Uh, Philadelphia has the ability to collapse a pocket on just about anybody. I don't like their chances of overcoming uh, Mr. Williams, 71, there at left tackle. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you look at the rest of them, they're, they're, they're going to be well-matched, if not at times overmatched. So then your level of confidence with the 49ers O-line run blocking and you're concerned then with McCaffrey and Mitchell missing practice all the way up until yesterday. We'll find out their stat, more of their status coming up today. But are you strong here with the 49ers and convinced they're going to be able to run against the Eagles front? Well, at this point, practice is kind of reps and, you know, rope memory. Uh, now, they do change a lot of stuff. So being able to do those different formations and motions and be in the right place and the right timing is very important. But, you know, I, health is number one. So if they didn't practice yesterday or they practiced a little yesterday, they might practice a little bit more uh, today and won't do anything on Saturday. Um, one of the more significant things I haven't heard much about in both these games, uh, when is the last time in the middle of January it was 53 degrees in Philadelphia point. Oh, yeah. on, a Sunday after, <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon? When they won that game, when the Niners won that game last week and Philly, you know, set it up that it was going to be, a, you know, Philly was going to come through and have the home field advantage. First thing I thought of, having been at the last, you know, dozen, 15 uh, Army-Navy games, in December was that it was going to be like that. It was going to be snowy. It was going to be wet. It was going to be nasty, which sort of alludes to a very sort of, um, you know, primeval stone age kind of football at times uh, by necessity because of what you can and can't do in those conditions. But it's going to be, they're going to be like they're in Santa Clara. Yeah. You know, this afternoon in Philly outside of the, green painted insane fans yeah absolutely do you think philadelphia has success running it on san francisco i, I think they will i mean you gotta think you know this isn't like it's a you know one of these defenses is number one the other defense is number two mm-hmm. one of these offenses is number one the other offense is like number four <laughs> so yeah they're gonna have success uh, God knows they had success last time. I mean, 268 yards was amazing last week. So that's something you look for, for them to do really, really well. I would expect them to have a chance. Like Fred Warner is going to have a lot to say about that. Yeah, uh-huh. Nick Bosa is going to have a lot to say about that. The Niners aren't as big, nasty, and physical as Philadelphia is inside. That may be an advantage for Philly. Yeah, well, you know, you, you, you mentioned it too, but they, these are nasty fans. It's a hostile environment. What's your level of concern about, yeah. about Purdy going on the road now and playing for all the marbles? Um, well, it'd be, a, it'd be a bad time to start showing cracks, that's for sure. Uh, but I don't know, not that much. I think it, a lot of that is a reflection of who you go there with. Hmm. Okay, good uh, answer. I don't think this, yeah. this, this, I don't think this team is very affected about going on the road. In fact, I think they love going on the road. I think it's been a tradition of this franchise. And when you, when you play on the West Coast, you've got to be able to thrive on the East Coast. 
And they always emphasize that. And I think that's something they've always done really, really well. I look for them to to have one hell of a game. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Former 49ers great Randy Cross, three-time Super Bowl champion, is our guest. My biggest concern with the 49ers going into this game would be their secondary. Uh, when you break down all the metrics, uh, they're not great. They're below average in a lot of the key categories. And that's where I think Philadelphia is going to have success. Would you agree with that? It's going to be Goddard. It's going to be A.J. Brown. It's going to be Devontae Smith. Yeah, I mean, that's scary. That should, if it doesn't scare the hell out of you, uh, it sure should if you're a Niner fan. I, I think what they have, and, and they've got something that all the really good teams do have, and that's a tight end that can threaten the middle of the field, mm-hmm. which is a great friend of those toys on the outside that take advantage of that coverage and can get single coverage outside of it. Um, but if you look back over the last dozen weeks or so, that's been the problem. That's been the theme uh, for teams playing the Niners. It's always so the analysis has always ended with, well, you know, you got to worry about the fact that they can take advantage of those safeties and that they can expose those safeties. I, I think it's true if given enough time, because we saw it last week. But Dak Prescott had some success, but the pass rush has a lot to do with that. Bosa has a lot to do with that. And, you know, the amount of time to get to a pass is going to be a real issue. I think Jalen Hurts is going to do something Dak Prescott wouldn't do last week, and that's run with the ball. And that's going to be a, a, yeah. that's going to be a, a part of the game that's going to be tough for San Francisco to handle because Jalen will not hesitate to run the ball. For some reason, Dak didn't want any part of it last week. Right. Also, being a former lineman, do you think this is going to be problematic for Cincinnati with the injuries on the O-line this week going against Kansas City and Jones? Well, Jones and them, that's as good a a defensive unit. Of all these these last four teams, that may be the best, you know, sort of unit of the four, the defensive line, especially Jones and what he's doing. And when you can collapse a pocket from the inside – and press it into a quarterback's face, that gives you an advantage, at least in my world. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be a huge a huge part of this uh, dealing with Burrow. But, you know, I think it all spins off of Mahomes and that ankle. Because if you've ever had a high ankle sprain, mm-hmm. he's probably felt pretty good at practice yesterday. He may have feel great today. He may feel good Sunday. But eventually you're going to tweak it. And when you tweak it, you go all the way back Ooh. to where you started. Yeah. All the and way over. Then it's going to be a problem to deal with. Then it's going to be a problem to deal with. How about the comments coming out of that side with the Chiefs' offensive line, Randy? And they said, "We know now that he's a little uh, wobbly. We have to step our game up." Well, they're right. I mean, absolutely, and that's a big challenge to everybody. I mean, I didn't see much of a difference last week with that Cincinnati backup offensive line. So I'm not point. anticipating yep. to see too much of the problem this week. Uh, and Kansas City is approaching it the right way. I know when Joe Montana hurt his back back in the mid-'80s, um, we basically had an approach where we can't let people – you always want to protect your quarterback. Sure. You love your quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's your guy and blah, blah, blah. But you have it. Yeah, you know we can't let them touch this guy. And that's where they're going to be at su- Sunday. Yep. They can't let Cincinnati touch Mahomes. So who do you, the, the two winners on Sunday will be who? I think it's going to be the third rematch of the uh, wow. Niners and the Bengals. Wow. I think the Niners are going to go on the road and win there, and I think the, the two road teams are going to win in this, which is you know kind of a stupid bet <laughs> by most people's <laughs> evaluations of 
of taking two road teams and championship games, but I think that's how it's going to work out. Well, thank you for your time again. We certainly appreciate that. And uh, I'm very jealous. You have one of the top five heads of hair I've ever seen still to this day. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I thank my mother. And her, my mother's relatives, and it's worked out well. Yeah, it must feel good to wake up knowing. I mean, look at this. I got yeah. the five pet. I've had it since I was like nineteen years old, and working with nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, the lettuce has never been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Randy. Enjoy good. the games. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Great job. Good. Great job with the hair. Good uh, perspective too. It's who you're going there with. Yeah. With Purdy. Good answer. Good perspective with the O-line, too. Up next, we have a lunch bet here on the show. Where will the Bengals-Chiefs point spread close? This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Welcome back. This is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. I've been looking forward to this conversation, well, I do every week, but specifically this one since uh, Tuesday late morning, early afternoon, uh, because Adam Chernoff is great at analyzing the NFL, betting it. Uh, his podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Take us through this then on Tuesday. When you were part of this, right, uh, to give out Chiefs plus two and a half at that point, what you were hearing then and how it came to fruition. Okay, so important to note that Right Angle Sports, the guys I work with, they are incredibly influential within the market. Mm -hmm. And the bet that came out Tuesday afternoon was from us, and that obviously impacted the market and has moved it and caused the last 48 hours to be pretty interesting for people discussing it. And so... I would say that Sunday evening, all throughout Monday and into Tuesday, we had reason to believe that Mahomes was perhaps healthier than expected. There were things out there that were pointing that direction. And there was always a belief and a lot of confidence that he was always going to practice every day all week, as well as play in the game on Sunday. That was never really in doubt. And so with all of that kind of said and put together, When you're thinking about this number, it got to a point where it was at two and a half for the Chiefs as a dog at home. If we think about just where sports books were anticipating this opening before the games were played last week, we were looking at a situation where the Chiefs had been essentially power rated equally or maybe in some cases slightly better than the Bills and that this number was anticipated to open anywhere between Chiefs four or five point favorite. And so when we get to the move at two and a half, and you're looking at really what was a seven point move through the four, through the three, and onto the other side of zero, the question really became when making this bet was, if you think Mahomes is going to play, if you think he is going to practice, then what percentage is he going to be at? And if it was really higher than anything that was incredibly detrimental to him. Like there's no way that you could get to this price at two and a half, because if you were going to the backup with Henny, you were looking at a situation where you were probably going to be at three and a half or four. And so, I mean, the way that this market moved and the way that it was getting bet early in the week with that anticipation 
to us was way too far. And it was just a play simply on the price, knowing that Mahomes was going to be there on Sunday. Did you guys consider the idea of waiting to see if it was going to go to three at, at a lot of shops? It did touch three at two shops, from what I gather, only for a couple of minutes. Or were you afraid of other people with influence in the market coming in before you getting the two and a half and then moving it too quickly? Yeah, so two sides to this. So obviously when originating your own numbers and making those bets, you have a price in mind and you're confident in making that number. And certainly at two and a half, there was a ton of confidence in making that bet. So that was first and foremost. But then you get into the situation where like, could you have waited? So there were two books that quite frankly, don't have a lot of influence on the market. As much as stations can be a great place to bet, them going to three is not gonna pull the rest of the market up to three. It's just not happening, especially on a Tuesday in the NFL for a conference championship. And the same thing would apply to Caesars. So there was never an idea that this was going to get to three. And if it was, it would still be a number that was going to get there as the limits went up later in the week. If there was truly information out there that was warranted to take the Bengals up to three further, us making that bet at two and a half, considering that we were going to go from perhaps circa taking 30K on Tuesday to 300K on Saturday and Sunday, this number was still going to get to three if people out there had information that warranted it getting to three. We didn't believe that that was the case and were comfortable with the price. That's why we went and bet the two and a half. And this idea that comes up where and we get it a lot. I get it a lot for NFL during the regular season. Like it's it's wrecking the market for everybody else. This bet was made on Tuesday afternoon. The limits were pretty healthy when you're thinking about what some books were taking. But we're seeing 10 times that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so like this idea that us making the bet wrecked it and was like the final word in the market on a Tuesday afternoon on two of the biggest games of the season, that's that's giving a little bit too much respect to what's really going on that, that we might be doing. So um, again, if, if this was going to get to three and there was information out there, it would have got there. That wasn't the case. What are your thoughts on the AFC title game then and how this plays out after Kansas City blew the big lead last year and very surprising how Cincinnati pushed Buffalo around and had no problems getting the rushing attack going, and the O-line injuries weren't a problem. How do you uh, Now Mahomes compromised. How bad is it? Does Jones eat? Do they have problems with the Kansas City pass rush? Break this one down for us, please. And where does the number close, Adam? Yes, yes. Sure. So it's interesting because last week, all we could talk about was the Cincinnati offensive lines. Everywhere you looked, every discussion you were in, like that was all that was being brought up. And now that's kind of forgotten, even though it's still the same issue this week. It was really kind of fortunate that the Bengals obviously got off to a very good start. When you're playing from ahead, a touchdown plus for the duration of the game, that really takes a lot of burden off of the offensive line. So there's snow being on the field, slowing down opposing pass rushes. And the Bills overall had a bizarre game plan to start off. They just sat in zone coverage. They conceded everything underneath. There wasn't a lot of emphasis to bring extra pressure or try to test that offensive line. They let the Bengals walk down the field two drives in a row. It was a really weird thing to see. The Chiefs with Spags play a ton of man coverage. They're very aggressive at the line of scrimmage. We've seen them employ that strategy against the Bengals in almost every meeting here, the last three that are sort of in focus. And they've had success. The Bengals' big plays have been from a lot of yards after the catch, a lot of sort of breaking out and missed tackles. 
that's kind of mistakes on the Chiefs' part. But let's not ignore the fact in these three meetings, the Chiefs led by 18-14 and a touchdown mm. in the fourth quarter. Win probability in those games, 75% plus each game in the fourth quarter. So I think we'll see the Bengals certainly tested a lot more with that O-line issue. On the Chiefs' side, Mahomes is as healthy as anticipated. It's still going to be a game where things are very short and underneath. That's how the Bengals' defense plays. I think the Chiefs will be prepared for that. And I think it'll be a bit of sort of a, not a super explosive offensive attack, but the Chiefs will get what they can underneath and be pretty effective doing so. And so again, um, where this closes, I think we'll see this probably not get back to KC at three, but I certainly don't think we're going back the other way. So I think we're stuck in this dead zone. KC minus one and a half or minus two seems like the number we'll end up at. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Adam Chernoff, our guest. His podcast is called The Simple Handicap. He's on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Great at breaking down the NFL, betting the sport as well. We have three minutes left here. So you like the Chiefs to win the game then. Uh, who do you think they play in the Super Bowl? And do you have, I, th- I think this Eagles number is going to go to three. In fact, it is at South Point right now. And I think more spots will offer that. Any interest in the Niners at that number? Uh, I think this number's right where it is. So an expensive two and a half at three, probably still not interested. Okay. There's been a couple places it's gone to three this week. It hasn't lasted very long. I think this game has the better chance to be at three, obviously, than where we were at the other one on Tuesday. But mm-hmm. um, this matchup's interesting. The one thing I would say is there's probably going to be a lot more passing than maybe anticipated. The Philadelphia Eagles with Jonathan Gannon, for all they do, he's he's an a solid defensive coordinator, but he doesn't adjust. He sits in soft coverage, plays off, has two deep safeties. This is a team that does not ever bite on play action. They're very conservative in how they play defensively, concede everything underneath. That means that San Francisco's not going to have a lot of success running, and it's going to be a spot where Purdy's counted on to make a lot of short and quick throws, which he's actually been very good at doing since taking over the starting role for San Francisco. So I think the Niners' offense... Looks a little bit defense, or a little bit different. Not as much play action. A lot of quick, short throws underneath that the Eagles are going to concede. End the rounds. A lot of stuff like that is what we'll see from the Niners. And on the other side, again, nobody's running on San Francisco whatsoever. And Sirianni and the Eagles have been good enough at game planning all season. Have been really sort of scripted to what the opposing defense allows. And so they change it up a lot. When they face these great run defenses, their pass rate has gone through the roof. And so I think we see a really high pass rate out of Philadelphia this week as well, just considering how the Niners play defense. A lot of teams throwing a lot on the Niners because you just you can't run on them. And so this total was around 45 and a half. It's creeped up a little bit just because of that extra anticipation of passing. The Niners defense has allowed guys the last two weeks against Dallas and Seattle to be running wide open. Neither quarterback has taken advantage. I think Hurts may be able to as well. So I do think if if I had to look in this game, I would be looking towards the over at 46 and a half. But from the side perspective, um, not a bet that I would be making. I think that side is priced right. Okay, very good. Adam, a pleasure talking to you as always. Great breakdown. Uh, hang tight. I want to talk to you during the break, if you don't mind, for a second. Of course. Yep. There you go. Again, you can follow him on Twitter. He's at Adam Chernoff, and the podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Excellent analysis there with what happened this week. And uh, we'll explain that the Bengals' defense has been phenomenal in the first quarter. Some eye-popping numbers coming up next here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. It's up. It's ready. All the props, the house specials, championship Sunday at Bet Rivers. You could win 10000 in bonus money by playing their exclusive Bet Rivers squares. Place a $10 bet or more on qualifying bets. You win a square on a house. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at Bet riversquares.com get up there paulie let's get some perspective from the other side of the counter as thomas gable joins us here he is the director of the race and sports book at the borgata in atlantic city thomas thanks for the time as always how are you today doing well guys thanks for having me you bet you bet so uh, i can only imagine the type of action you've seen so far being so close to philadelphia on this eagles 49ers game throughout the entire week you told us last week uh, that game had five times the handled in other games going on in the same weekend. 
I want to ask you, though, as somebody who has been flooded with Eagles money going all the way back to what April, May, June, throughout the entire summertime, and the liability is really, really built up. Take that away from the equation for a second here. What do you personally make the true point spread in this Eagles 49ers game? Well, I, we went through some of these scenarios last, last week, and I originally said last Friday I'd make this game a pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday night, I mm-hmm. was leaning Eagles laying one, and by the time we got it to open, most of the market was at two. Uh, there's spots already open at two, so that's where we open at two. Now, obviously, up to two and a half pretty much everywhere. And having gotten to three, uh, two and a half is juice. I think that's pretty much where it's going to remain, even here. Uh, obviously, you're writing, you know, six Philadelphia tickets for every one on the Niners, but it's not like the Niners are getting ignored completely. We are taking some bigger bets on the, on the 49ers. So, um, you know, it's not completely lopsided in this game for us at all. And, um, you know, listen, the, the Eagles, yeah, they're a bad, at least in the future book for us, uh, they're a bad result. If they win the NFC, it's going to be 10 times worse if, if they win the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, I go back to um, when they won the Super Bowl in 2017. Um, my boss at the time, Jay Rude, who was uh, overseeing MGM uh, racing sports at the time, you know, MGM got beat up uh, in Vegas on the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. And he said, you know, it would have been a bloodbath in Atlantic City if we were booking in Atlantic City at that time. And uh, it certainly could be the case this year. Uh, if they pull it off, but uh, obviously a big game and, you know, all the Philly fans are, are going to be out in force. That's, uh, you know, somebody who as somebody who grew up in Pennsylvania, born and raised and, and went to school in Philly. I've been to many, many Eagles games throughout the years, uh, both at Veterans Stadium and at the link. And obviously that is not a very welcoming place for outsiders. <laughs> uh, those uh, those fans will be out for blood this Sunday. I mean, I don't know. Do you guys know who the Philadelphia Wings are? Have you heard of them? No. 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 Okay. So they are the professional lacrosse team in Philadelphia. Okay. They, they play at the Wells Fargo Center, which is the home of the Sixers and the Flyers. So last, last weekend, when the Eagles were playing the Giants, that game was an 8 o'clock start. <laughs> the the um, lots for the link would not open until 4 p.m. So four, four hours of tailgating is not enough for Philadelphia, obviously. Right. So Eagles fans went and bought tickets for the Wings game, which were, they were playing at 1 o'clock, and the gates opened at 8 or 9 in the morning so they, they could get a full 12 hours of tailgating time <laughs> in for that game. Uh, knowing full well they weren't going to be attending the Wings game, they just wanted access to the parking lots over there in the stadium. Oh, uh, yeah, advantage uh, so play. I, I mean, you know, it's an earlier game. Obviously, they, they play the earlier game Sunday, so I'm sure as soon as uh, 8 a.m. mass ends in South Philly, everybody's <laughs> going to be heading to the lots sure. there uh, and get ready yeah. for the game. Sure, our father. They, you know, yeah. yeah, it's a tough spot. It's a tough spot for a rookie quarterback. You yes, know, for Brock Purdy. I mean, the, the guy has. Uh, he has met the challenge so far, but it is going to be a hostile, hostile environment that he's going to be walking into there on Sunday afternoon. A uh, good breakdown. So you, you could be carried out here if they win the Super Bowl. How much money did you save, number one, with Hurts getting hurt, no MVP, and Sirianni not even a finalist coach of the year? Yeah, obviously Sirianni, that was a surprise when he was not a finalist. Um, I know uh, quite a few people who had tickets on him and, uh, they were shocked as well. So, uh, you know, Hertz, 
getting hurt, yes, that that obviously moved a lot of that market for MVP. We did take a bigger bet on the homes. We have some liability on the homes. We took a $180,000 play on him to win MVP, I think the week of Thanksgiving, maybe a day or two before Thanksgiving. Um, so we do have some liability uh, from that, but um, Hertz obviously was going to be a not good result for us either. Um, so uh, that ended up working out. But, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the future book, I mean, the other three teams remaining, the Niners, Bengals, and Chiefs, we're in good shape on all three of them. It's uh, really just the Eagles is where it uh, kind of starts and ends for us. How is your uh, in play and, and your team there with your traders uh, you got to be on your toes for the AFC game because you go back. You got to to me. You can respond. Do you throw out the algorithm? Do you have to look at this and say, "Come on, Jacksonville can't be plus three fifty to win the game if it's Chad Henney? And then are you are you ready for the adjustment if Mahomes is compromised and we see Henney in again? How do you treat this? And what's the discussion been like with the staff? Yeah, I mean, a- absolutely. A lot of that in play is done manually for us. Uh, so. You can obviously see what's going on, and you you know uh, what what's happening there with Mahomes and uh, and Henny coming in. And I think this the AFC Championship game, this is a perfect opportunity for an in-play uh, wager. I think you're going to see a, a lot of in-play handle uh, in this game because of the fact that how compromised is Mahomes? Nobody really knows. You know, we've seen the the dribs and drabs of information come out through the week. Uh, that's what's been moving this line along with, um, you, know, you know, we had an influential group who uh, released the play on the Chiefs when it got up to two and a half, which, you know, you know I think was a very smart thing to do because I, I didn't really see that line getting to three. Uh, there's been a lot of public Bengals money all week, uh, simply just everybody reacting to the fact that they don't believe Mahomes is going to, uh, be a hundred percent, and so much of Mahomes' game obviously is predicated on his legs and his ability to move in and out of the pocket. So, what what's he going to look like? Um, but you've seen now respected money, whether it's been following the release of a play from a group or uh, doing their own. Uh, the respected money has come in here on the Chiefs, and now the Chiefs are back to where they opened. Uh, Chiefs were open as a one point favorite with us; they're now back to a one point favorite. But again, I, I see this number not really moving too much more. It's you know may go to uh, two. I think would probably be the high water mark for the Chiefs because there's not much difference there, one and a half two. But um, you know, it, I think again we we had a lot of public money come in on the Bengals throughout the week. But here we sit on a, a, a Friday morning. Ninety percent of the handle is still to come uh, mm-hmm. this weekend. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Thomas Gable, he is the director of the Borgata Race and Sports Book in Atlantic City. So, the Super Bowl that would garner the most interest in your neck of the woods, clearly the Eagles and the NFC. Does it matter the team in the AFC? Is it, or would it be Chiefs just because they're a little bit sexier across the country and they do have Mahomes and the storyline going on there? I think slightly the Chiefs. I mean, listen, the Bengals obviously with Burrow uh, are also a big a big deal. But yeah, I mean the Chiefs and just the, the Andy Reid connection as well uh, to Philadelphia, uh, having Reid face off against the Eagles in a Super Bowl, I think would also be a pretty big deal to the 
uh, the, the local fan base here. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think Chiefs-Eagles will probably be the sexier matchup, as you said, but uh, you can't go wrong with no. any of the combinations of these four teams. You really can't. Yep. So if Eagles fans were buying Philadelphia Wings tickets to show up at 8 o'clock last week, what time do Eagles fans need to get there to your spot, to the Borgata this week, to make sure that they can watch the game? <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, we uh, we opened the doors to the book at 9 a.m. on Sunday, so uh, I, I don't know uh, if they want to get in there and start drinking that early. I mean, obviously, they, there's 24-hour bars throughout the property, so they, they can get started Saturday night if they want. Yeah, plenty of people are going to be calling in sick to work on Monday, regardless of the outcome, no doubt about it, on Sunday. Thomas, thanks so much for the time today and their uh, perspective. We appreciate that. All right, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, at T Gable Sports on Twitter. Eddie, play. Well thought out by the oh, Philly fans. They, they get it. Wow, good. they really do. Yeah. Another thing, too, about what Adam Chernoff mentioned uh, with the reports early, too. I think it was uh, Mahomes' strength coach. Someone affiliated with Mahomes tweeted Tuesday afternoon, it looks like Romo was wrong. And then... Uh, mm-hmm. Then you oh, well, then the enemy said, I want... Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you want a reference from the 80s when Harry met Sally? Oh, I'll, I'll have what I'll she's, have what she's having. having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good performance by her. Very good, strong. Yeah. Really fell for it. <laughs> sure, but that's what sure. it's like. Yeah, like Elaine, Jerry Seinfeld. Like I have, uh, I've had the tortle once in my life. Oh, and I look at these athletes like, boy, you guys are just soft, man. The ankle, the knee. I don't want. Talk to me when you have a kidney stone. If you want to, if you want to go through real pain, yeah. as a man, huh? Live through a kidney stone one time. First month of the pandemic. Who are you, Ventura? I, I ain't had, got time to bleed. I had to go. We're doing the show. By 7.04 in the morning, I'm on my knees begging my... You got to take me to the hospital. Yeah. Gets me to the hospital. There's nobody in the ER because it's the pandemic. Nobody, everybody's scared to go to the, to the hospital. They gave me a vial this big of morphine. Yeah. And they, they assumed that was going to work. I'm like, I, I'm feeling nothing. I need more. Oh, no. They come back over the top. They give me one and a half times that vial in morphine and that big of a bottle, uh, a vial of uh, Toradol. Oh. And finally, it settled down, the pain. Finally. You haven't lived through pain until you've been had a kidney stone. That's what I've been told. That is what I've been I told. I don't wish it upon anybody. Yeah. Awful. Hmm. Up next, uh, win some, lose some. We'll recap the betting action from last night. A ton of upsets yet again. Paulie with the details here on VSIN. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. All the props, all the house specials, and the squares, everything you want, all you can eat at Bet Rivers. If your numbers on your square match the final score, you win. Place a $10 or more bet and qualify and get a square on the house. Qualifying wagers, bonuses, credit use, all of it, full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com. You can win up to ten grand in bonus money instantly. Championship Sunday almost here at Bet Rivers. All right, let's get some perspective from someone who has boots on the ground, as they say, in Kansas City. Seren Petro does a great job on Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. He's been there for a long, long time. He joins us here on a Friday morning. Seren, how are you doing today? Uh, it's always great to be introduced as basically old. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. Oh. Well, long, you know what's... long time. Old guy. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that, see, that, <laughs> that's giving a lot of credit to the resume, is it not? 
That is true. I have managed to not be fired, although I was fired very early in my career. So I was told when I was in college, uh, you don't work in radio until you've been fired. I got fired early. I did it when I was like 23. So, get it out of the way. You know, made, it, made it easy. Yeah, get it out of the <laughs> there way. There you go. Okay, so it's very easy to me, and maybe duped is the wrong word, but to fall into a trap here with the Mahomes videos. Or am I wrong on that? Because what we're seeing here is a guy who is going straight pretty much the entire time yeah. on the videos. And from what we understand, I mean, this guy makes more, more plays than anybody going left to right. We haven't seen that. So should people yeah. still be concerned about how he's going to look on Sunday? A hundred percent. I mean, I, I get the line movement that's going on, and I think, you know, they see the video, okay, he's going to be up on his feet. I think there was at least security that he's going to play, because I, I wouldn't have put it out of the realm of possibility after seeing the injury initially that they would tell him, listen, you can't move at all, and, and Chad Henney's going to be in there. So I, I get the optimism in the line pushing back once they started thinking, okay, he's actually going to be on the field. But the idea that He's 100%? No. I mean, we, we watched very closely when he walks into the interview room. He made a point to skip one of the steps with his right foot as the lead and go up the stairs. Kind of, He knew everybody was going to be snapping the shots and you know, videotaping him walking, and he made that point. And then when the, you get to practice, all the cameramen can shoot is basically the stretching and a couple minutes of some basic warm-up drills. And all those drills, you'll notice he's either standing still, handing off, making a throw, taking a stride, or moving forward with the stretching drills. And that's not how the quarterback's played it's it's not a a sprint that the quarterback has the quarterback has to step left step right shuffle and he's not going to be able to push off that right foot that way he's not going to have the lateral movement so you know my the idea that he's dead man walking that i've heard from some cincinnati people no that's not the case but the idea that there's no problem there uh, that i've heard from some kansas city people i think that's underrating the injury i i don't think it's as simple as that he will be limited and andy reed will have to adjust what they do on offense if it's if it gets bad I mean, how, how bad does it have to get where you say, oh, it's, it's any time? And also the guy takes some 98 yards against Jacksonville, which was incredible. Yeah, it is. And, and Henny's done a fight. He's had a couple of them. He, he, he pulled out, not pulled out, they were ahead, but came into the game against the Browns two right. years ago when they were on the way to the Super Bowl and finished that game off and had a big uh, fourth and one completion uh, that helped seal the deal against the Browns. So, you know, they're, they're not going to just, listen, I, I've said this, can the Chiefs beat uh, the Cincinnati Bengals with Chad Henney? They can. Can the Chiefs beat the Eagles or 49ers with Chad Henney? They can. Can they beat both of them with Chad Henney in the same year? No, they can't. Um, you know, Andy Reid can dial up one great uh-huh. game plan but you're not going to do it. If they're going to win the championship, it'll be Patrick Mahomes that's out on the field holding up the trophy. But if they need Henny to go in and run a series while Mahomes goes and gets retaped, or, or or if it's to finish the game because you know somebody rolled up on him a little bit in the fourth quarter, they're not going to wilt because Chad Henny has to run out on the field. Okay, so so if it's he's compromised, can you win games scoring 24, 21 points? Can Jones get after this offensive line now, and can can he wreak havoc and bring down Burrow? You know, if, if you look at the history of postseason football with Chris Jones, the answer would be no. He has zero playoff sacks for all the, uh, you know, havoc he's caused throughout his career, all the sacks he's tallied in the regular season. I mean, it's a thing. He'll answer those questions today when he'll be at the podium. He answered them last week against the Jaguars. Again, no sacks against the Jags for whatever reason. I think it's more statistical anomaly than something I would hang my hat on and go bet. And I think this is the week he probably gets it done. The Bengals are down on the offensive line. I think the snow in Buffalo neutralized the uh, the Bills' defensive line. Tim Grunhardt, uh, who was a Pro Bowl center for the Chiefs for 11 years uh, here in Kansas City, comes on with me each week. And, you know, I asked him, I said, how much, <clears throat> excuse me, how much does that um, snow affect the Bills? He said, it's 
Snow is an offensive lineman's best friend. He said they can't get traction. It allows us to lock on, and the matchup's over. And so I think that really did mask the deficiencies that are there for the Bengals' offensive line. Now, that's not to say that the Chiefs are just going to bury Joe Burrow because their offensive line wasn't very good last year. Everybody sacked Joe Burrow except the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. They could not get him down. They got around him, but they couldn't put him down. So I think it'll be different. I think he'll go down more in this game. I think they'll be better. They're the second uh, highest sack total in the NFL this year. The rest of the defensive line around Chris Jones has gotten better. George Karloftis, the rookie, has five and a half sacks in the last seven games, so I think he provides more of a presence. So I think they'll do a better job of getting to Joe Burrow, but maybe that just levels the playing field uh, with what we expect to be a limited Patrick Mahomes. Follow the money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest is Seren Petro. He is in Kansas City. Great job uh, on Sports Radio 810 WHB in that city. Okay, so, you know, you talked about how they're going to have to make adjustments. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. I call it's a very square play, no doubt. But I mean, the, the biggest safety net Patrick Mahomes has had in his career is the biggest safety net in the entire league, and that's Travis Kelsey. Well, if he's compromised at all and they go like shotgun, it's going to be quick releases. I mean, is it going to the focus here? And the Bengals know this, obviously, but he went off last week. Doesn't Kelsey in this, you know, under this theory kind of eat all game long as well? Yeah, I think I think Kelsey's the guy he'll want to go to. Kelsey can work at all all the levels. He he can work long. He can work short. You know they'll they'll figure out a way to get him uh, open. The Bengals do run a lot of different multiple. Uh, you know, uh, <coughs> sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry, I had to do that. I'm getting over bronchitis. Um, I, the, um, you know, the, the, he works at a bunch of different levels, and so I think they'll find a way uh, to get him the ball. Now, where will it be? If they don't, if they throw so many resources at him that it's just not worth going after it, Jarek McKinnon will be the guy that steps up. He had nine touchdown catches as a running back. That tied the NFL record. He had eight of them, I think, in the last five or six games of the season. He became the guy that, okay, you, you throw everybody at Kelsey. The people you're going to throw at him mean that the running back's open, and so if you want some interesting props, you know, if they're okay. going to throw the ball against the Bengals, which Andy Reid always loves to throw the ball, Jerick McKinnon is their best pass protector. In fact, he might be the best pass blocking running back in the NFL. And if you need extra protection because you want to take care of your quarterback, that means Jerick McKinnon is going to get plenty of snaps uh, in this game. And I think he's going to be a guy that if they want to take away Kelsey, he'll be the guy that benefits the most, certainly on the shorter level. I think on the longer level, it's Juju Smith-Schuster that will benefit more. And I, and I wouldn't be adverse. To, to taking an over on catches or yards or, or Juju to get a touchdown either. Last time you were on, we mentioned the special teams. And my God, again against Jacksonville. Bucker's got a big leg. And the two times he did, he kicked it short on the kickoffs, they almost housed one of them, and they returned the other one to the Kansas City 40 and handed them seven points. How you feeling about the kick coverage? Yeah, not good. Uh, I don't feel good about anything on special teams. They, they managed to make their kicks, yeah. uh, which was effective, which is, listen, this is puzzling because Dave Tobe is hands down the greatest special teams coach ever. And it's been a disaster this year. There's no way around it. He was at the podium yesterday. We were asking him, and I asked him one of the things everyone in Kansas City wanted to know was, was that your plan to kick short and try to cover it? Uh, or did, yeah. or did, was the plan to kick it into the end zone and Bucker couldn't just execute it? He said, and I take everything a coach says at a podium with a grain of salt, right. He said the plan was to kick it into the end zone, and because of how cold it was because of the weather, uh, the ball just couldn't get there. Well, it's going to be significantly colder uh, in this game. You know, that was mid-30s uh, when, they, when they kicked that off. We're talking about a kickoff temperature at about 13, 14 degrees, dipping down into single digits uh, as the game wears on. Uh, it, you know, he's not going to be able if he couldn't reach it last week, and he, you're right, he does have a big leg. He routinely kicks it through the uprights on kickoffs during the early part of the season. I, I, I'm not buying it 100%, but if that's the case, 
case, then they're going to have to come up with something new because they're not good at any level of special teams. And what you want are fair catches on punts and, and balls uh, you know, out of the end zone. I, I think you could see some pooch kicks or maybe mm. some squib kicks to try to change things around. Uh. If Bucker really can't. And if he can't reach that distance, I still think in the cold he should be able to reach it. He had the ankle injury in the opening week, and there were some people rumbling that surgery was going to be necessary to make it 100%. And I think it's one of those things we hear in the, you know, after the season that he was playing hurt all year and he's lost some distance all along, which is something to factor in on any long field goal attempt he might line up. Mm-hmm. Great stuff, Sir Ben. We have uh, 30 seconds left here. How would you, the crazy line movement this week, how would you bet the game today? Uh, you know, listen, I, I, I think there's, for me, there's a few things that I'm an auto bet, right? Like if uh, NFL game where there's no quarterback, somebody's got a trash quarterback or, or, you know, the backups in, I will play the other team every time and plan to win six out of 10. Uh, this is a game where Patrick Mahomes is laying less than three points at any point or getting points. Then that's an auto bet for me. And I think I would have that take over. And this, at this point, trying to bet against him is bad, is a bad idea. Trying to bet against Burrow is a bad idea. I, I think the game is spread right where it ought to be and if you get a chance to get Mahomes plus Andy Reid uh, where they're less than three points then for me that's an auto bet so I would say the Chiefs but it's something that I'd be betting for the long haul not just oh I love this game I gotta pile up on it all right you can follow him on Twitter he's at Seren Petro sports radio host on 810 WHB in Kansas City thanks pal enjoy the game always my pleasure guys thanks for having me well yeah, done get better with the uh, bronchitis as well that sucks uh, to have it we've been there guy had uh, two 50 yard field goals against Jacksonville I, I, yeah. It didn't make any no, no, sense. Not at all. Why Why he couldn't get there on the two. And guess what? It almost beat him because he couldn't I, get it there on the two kickoffs. Yep. We have bets that we like in pocket plays coming up next here on Follow the Money. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 